NASA and SpaceX's Crew 7 mission has been pushed back. That decision came down just hours before the astronauts were set to lift off. West News' Bob Hazen is live in Titusville this morning. Bob, we know weather was not the issue in this case. What are they saying happened? Yeah, the weather was great, and NASA says everything was going fine. The craft was all right, but they say they want to make sure it takes some more time to just ensure that that spacecraft is safe for the crew before they go up. Now, the scrub happened just a few minutes before 11 o'clock last night. NASA says the team met to talk about the final preparations, and during that, they decided to do some more analysis on the Dragon capsule's environmental control and life support system. That is the system that provides clean air and water to the crew in the spacecraft and they haven't said exactly why they want that extra testing but NASA says the valves for that life support system are working normally on the crew 7 Dragon and the capsule of the previous crew 6. They also say that it worked as expected in pre-flight testing. Either way they are now aiming for early tomorrow morning to take that launch and go a little bit before 3.30 in the morning, so a little earlier than it would have been this morning. It'll also be a night launch on the weekend this time, so it'll be an opportunity for more people to come out here and see that launch at night in person from the Space Coast. Reporting live in Titusville, Bob Hazen, West 2 News. A lot of people in town to watch that launch. Bob, thank you. Again, the next launch attempt is tomorrow morning at 3.27 a.m. If everything remains on schedule, you'll be able to watch it on WESH2 as well as on WESH.com. 7.04 right now, former President Trump is back in New Jersey this morning after surrendering to authorities in Georgia. Yeah, this is all in connection to felony charges related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Former President posted the $200,000 bail for that election interference case in Georgia through a local bail bondsman. Sheriff's Office in Georgia says that the booking process was much like any other person turning themselves in. But for the first time in his four indictments, former president was fingerprinted and had his mugshot taken at Fulton County. He faces 13 charges, including racketeering, solicitation of violation of oath by public officers and conspiracy to commit forgery. And now that the former president has been surrendered and booked and his mugshot has been taken, more questions are popping up about how this could impact the election. West choose Luana Munoz sat down with the federal trial attorney, David Haas, to ask about the possible timeline of this case. Former President Donald Trump's surrender Thursday in Georgia brings him one step closer to trial, which could happen after the 2024 presidential election or before the first presidential primaries and caucuses next spring. A judge recently granted an October trial date for one of the 18 other co-defendants named in the Georgia election fraud indictment. The judge could decide to try all of the defendants, including Trump, that same day. There aren't many courtrooms big enough for 19 all at once, but there's uh, a, a lot of evidentiary rulings that can be impacted by that many people together, um, especially if there's different defenses. So I would think that is going to be litigated as far as you know who could be tried together, who wants to be tried separate. And I'm sure Mr. Trump will want to go as late and as last as possible. If Trump gets convicted but manages to make it to the 2024 election and become president, he won't have the power to pardon himself in the Georgia case because it's a state case, not federal. Georgia actually has a fairly strict uh, pardon process. You have to serve your entire sentence and then there has to be another five years that pass before you're eligible to even be pardoned. In Trump's case, that would be at least 10 years if you were convicted. The racketeering charge alone carries a minimum sentence of five years. 
With 91 felony offenses between New York, Georgia, Washington, D.C., and Florida, some of which could keep him behind bars for life, Trump faces a severe legal battle ahead. There is a lot for him to defeat in order to prevail because he's really got to run the table 91 times in order to not be a convicted felon. Luana Munoz, WESH 2 News. All right, as we mentioned earlier, the former president used a local bail bondsman to post his bond, which was previously paid. The judge overseeing the case will now set an arraignment date. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis wants an October 23rd trial date, but that will be left up to the judge. Former president can waive his right to appear at an arraignment. And we'll continue to follow all of the former president's cases, including the court dates leading up to his various trials. Stay with WESH 2 on air and online at WESH.com. It's seven minutes after the hour, and the man accused of killing a Daytona Beach police officer is set to go before a judge later today. Othel Wallace is charged with shooting Jason Rayner in 2021. WESH 2's Tony Atkins is joining us live. Tony, his trial is set to start in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right, Sonica. This trial is set to begin on September 5th, but because of the publicity and the attention that this case has gotten, it's moved from Volusia County now to Clay County. Now, there are several defensive motions that the judge will consider today ahead of the trial as they sort out what the jury should and shouldn't hear during the trial. The defense argues Officer Rayner had no reason to approach Otha Wallace, who was parked behind an apartment complex on the day of the shooting. Prosecutors say Rayner was looking for a stolen vehicle similar to what Wallace was seen in in a high crime area. Now all of this reportedly ended with Wallace getting out of his car and shooting Rayner who died <clears throat> 55 days later. Now today's hearing starts in just some moments at 8:30 this morning um, and if convicted Wallace could face the death penalty. For now reporting live Tony Atkins West 2 News. Tony, thank you. An Orange County man is being held on no bond, accused of murdering his sister over a power bill. Investigators say Robbie Severe was enraged at his sisters over the bill, punched and hit them with a gun, and then shot one in the head. Miguel Brown died in the shooting and their other sister was hurt. Officers say there had been a three-year dispute between the siblings over ownership of a house after their mother passed away. Severe and the surviving sister wanted to sell it. The sister who was killed wanted to keep it. Severe is now facing murder and aggravated battery charges. In Marion County, deputies arrested a 14-year-old boy after they say he sped away from them in a car that didn't have tags. Yeah, this all started when deputies saw a car that didn't have a license plate driving after midnight on Friday, but the driver later sped off from the deputies. Eventually, an off-duty deputy heard that chase and pit maneuvered the car, told the teenager was seen texting behind the wheel as well. Well, this morning out of Lake County, Eustis police say that they have identified the van and the driver linked to a story that West 2 first reported on Wednesday. Police were initially told that the driver of a white van may have tried to lure two young boys. They now say that they've interviewed the driver and it appears to be a miscommunication. They say the driver lives near where the incident happened and no crime was committed. We do have a safety alert this morning. UCF police are warning students about a surge of extortion scams. Officers say people are extorting students they meet online after sharing explicit photos. They say the scammers threaten to share the images with family and friends unless they pay cash or buy gift cards. 
One student reported being approached by two strangers who followed him to an ATM so he could withdraw cash. So here's a reminder, police say you should never share personal or banking information with people you do not know. Ignore all messages asking you to purchase gift cards or send money to people you don't know. And do not click on any links or respond to calls or messages from possible scammers. Looking ahead to next week, the Volusia County Sheriff's Office will have two more youth safety forums focused on internet predators and the dangerous children may face when their parents aren't by their side. Families can attend the first event on Monday at DeBerry City Hall and Tuesday it will be at Mission San Jose in Pearson. Both start at 6 p.m.